Happy Friday, everybody. And Today, I just watched episode 12 of season 3 of Mad Men, The Grown Ups, where so much happened. It was like, the episode was under 50 minutes, and yet it was like chock full of excitement, well, chock full of just great stuff. It was nice to finally kind of focus on a little bit of Pete and a little bit of Peggy. It's been, I mean, look, Don Draper, Betty Draper, they are the stars of this show. The, 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 the focus, the, I want to say the, like, the nucleus of this show is the Drapers and Don. But, you know, we've had a lot of them recently, which is great. And we've been missing out on some of our side people, some of our side characters, namely Pete and Peggy. So we got not a ton, but we got a good amount. And we still got plenty of Draper stuff. I mean, a lot of stuff happened. Inside the office, not much because of uh, all those issues with air conditioning and heating. And then a major worldwide event happens and they have to deal with it. So uh, why don't we get started at the beginning? Now, I just finished it. And I actually remember how this episode started. It started with Pete asleep on a couch in his office, just all bundled up freezing. Seems like the heat was off. I mean, the and then later, it was so hot that they were sweating. So, um, yeah, I don't know what the point of that was, really, but it just kind of, like, you were frozen out, and then, then, then you got too much heat. I don't know. But, um... Pete was called into, uh, what's his name, Lane's office because, oh my God, I'm so bad with the names. I want to say Ken Car- Car- Ken Cosgrove, right? That's the blonde fella. Um, they've kind of had the same job uh, cut in half, and it looks like Ken got the promotion, and Pete has been given a new title. Pete was very robotic. He's like, thank you. I hope the decision was hard, but he went home left early saying he wasn't feeling good and had that like sociopathic kind of like sitting there eating food in his apartment. I got fired today. He didn't get fired. He just didn't get promoted. I don't know why he saw that as being fired, but he is, I feel like he's short or at least he's starting to feel short for his time at, at Sterling Cooper. He is ready to jet. He's ready to leave. He's telling his wife he should be calling duck um, she's like, no, no, they still want you. You're still, they still have, um, you know, you still are a commodity to them. They still need you. You shouldn't do that. It, um, cause duck, remember he wants Pete and he wants Peggy. Um, the thing is he probably wants Peggy a little bit more. Why is that? Because he's calling her and they're seeing each other. They show Peggy talking to her friend, uh, when they're coming back from lunch and it was weird. They were like really insulting each other. It was like a weird passive-aggressive way of insulting each other. They were talking about going to lunch and spending too much money at lunch. And then the girl, um, was the, the friend was saying, like, there's no good men or she's being picky. And Peggy said something like, well, it's good that you're, you know, you're not just, fi- you're finally not, you know, just going with every guy. Something like that. And then it came up about Duck and Duck not being married. And she looks at Peggy and goes, well, why are you with him? So it was like, it was very weirdly insulting to each other. Um, 
but Peggy got a call. Once the heat was back on, she was in um, she was in her office with what's his name. Uh, there's so many names. Uh, but the, the guy who thinks he's British and thinks he's better than everyone. Um, he's not British at all. He just sounds very fancy the way he talks. Kinsey. Um, they were in the office together, and you could Kinsey could tell what was going on on the phone when the phone call came in. Oh, my dog's getting up. Well, I might be taking... Let's go on an adventure and take my dog out. Um, so she answers the phone while they're working on a, on something, and um, who is it? It's Duck. She says, Mr. Henry's on the phone. Well, I knew who it was right away. You can hear the pitter-patter of my dog and the drinking of water. Let's get in close as the dog drinks water. Oh, hear the water lapping in his natural state. The dog likes to drink water, go outside, and make a mess. Better than inside the house. So, she gets the call. Look, this is, I'm not doing some crazy editing. This is, uh, this is, you take it as you go. This is live, baby. Um... He gets, she gets the call, and he's like, why don't you come right now? I'm at the uh, hotel. And she's like, I'm working. And he's like, just, you know, blah, 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 come. And, and Kinsey knew right away. And he's like, I know a nooner when I hear one. She's like, that's disgusting. But that was exactly, exactly what it was. Oh, did it rain out here? Hmm. It almost feels like summer right now, I realize. I'm in shorts and a T-shirt and... Uh, let me tell you something. We're in Boston, or north of Boston, in, in Massachusetts. And on Tuesday, it snowed here. And tomorrow, it's going to be in the 70s. So that's, uh, that's New England weather for you. So anyway, um, she ends up, you know, saying, okay, I'll be right over. Now, what I thought was cool, I'm going to close the door here, that I, I was, like, blown away at with, as how they introduced this. So... Um, yeah, what else was going... Like, I'm trying... We haven't even got to Don Draper yet, I don't think. This, the Draper stuff happened, but it wasn't... It wasn't before the major event happened. So, Pete is in uh, Harry Crane's office talking about advice, talking about television, and... Um, this, oh, at the same time, Don... This time it's 100 degrees. Don is in Lane's office, and he's arguing about, um, you know, needing money or needing a director and um they're saying he's not in the budget so there was like a lot of arguing going on and pete is you know talking to harry and then in the background on the tv you know he's like harry can you turn the tv down harry's like not really because that's his job is to watch tv constantly and see what's going on and um just take my dog's chain off he's good we're good to go back inside the house ladies and gentlemen I'm going to give my dog a little treat for doing, for being such a good boy. Um, so they're in the, they're talking about, you know, the position and um, what Pete, Pete was looking for some advice. And in the background on the TV, you, you hear the special report and it was like Dateline, Dallas, Texas. And it was um, Walter Cronkite. And it's the very, there's some, there's a treat for you, buddy, if you want. Um, it's like a very famous sound, very famous audio of um, talking about Kennedy. So I knew right away what it was, and they weren't even paying attention. And it was like, oh my God, this is kind of, like, it was amazing how they introduced it. Just like in the background, people are living their lives. Um, you know, life is happening. It's a, it's a middle of a regular work day, and then boom, this happens. 
And all of a sudden, people start filtering in because they know that Harry has a TV in his office. And they're like, what the hell is going on? And he goes, Don't, you didn't hear? They flip the TV on, and they talk about Kennedy being shot and not knowing what's going on. And it was, you know, amazing kind of, even though this was, um, you know, a fictional telling of people, it, it's, a, it's really cool or really interesting. I would say cool. Very fascinating seeing them, like, having to deal with something very real, very, very, you know, very catastrophic event um, in American history and how the world kind of dealt with it. You know, like, I wasn't alive during that time. My parents were. They were teenagers. Um, and just seeing, like, how the world stopped and work stopped and, you know, people didn't know what to do and women were crying. and um, It was just, like, it was fascinating to see for me. I was very... I thought it was a really interesting way of, like, some people knew what's going on. Don's like, what the hell's going on? Phones weren't working. All of a sudden, all the phones were ringing, and then the phones stopped ringing. Um, and at the same time all this was going on, Roger's daughter is getting married. And she is, like, a real whiny, spoiled brat. And she's like, oh, I don't want to get married, blah, 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 blah. And it was some, there was some cool, or there was some fun, like, uh, conversations of Roger kind of like on the phone with his wife, his ex-wife, talking about um, his daughter and how whiny she is and how he's just going to call the whole thing off. Um, and the daughter's all upset because Roger's new wife, Jane, got her really nice earrings. And then Roger gets upset at Jane because he wants to keep them apart from each other because they're not even that much difference in age. And she's like, I'm trying to be a good person. And he's yelling at her. And she locks herself in her room. And he's like, what are you going to What are you gonna threaten suicide or something? And it was like, he was really angry. And I'm just glad I haven't seen them, like, hit their wife because you feel like that could happen, you know, especially in these 60s when these these guys probably thought, you know, well, I have a right to do these things. This is my home. And um, I'm just glad that hasn't happened. I, I hope it doesn't because there's still some, you know, even though Roger and Don aren't the greatest of men, there's still a sliver of likability that I feel like if they ever did something like that, I would lose, and it would be tough to get back. Um, but he, she locks herself in the room, and he gets all you know pissed about that. But that was earlier in the episode. I mean, really, the the I thought the episode was going to be a lot of Peggy, a lot of Pete, and it kind of took a turn uh, when uh, President Kennedy was killed. Duck being um, just, I guess, super horny. Um, was watching TV, and when Peggy showed up, he turned the TV off. He knew that Kennedy was shot. Turned the TV off because he wanted to get a little chicka bow wow wow. And uh, once they were finally done, he's like, you know, there was something on the news that kind of puzzled me, and I'd like to check it out. They put it on, and boom, oh, by the way, President Kennedy is dead. And they're like, what the hell is going on? Uh, and Peggy, Peggy should have been like, wait, why did you shut this off in the first place? And Duck would have said, because I really wanted to duck you. Badoom, shh. So, while this is all going on at work, we got Betty at home really sad about uh, President Kennedy, and she's just kind of distraught. She's constantly crying, and Carla comes in, and she's crying, and the kids are kind of watching it, and Don comes home, and he's like, why are, they, why are they even watching this? She's like, what am I supposed to do? Hide them from it? Oh, my goodness, I'm yawning. Um, I mean, then from there, Peggy was so... Um, upset that she didn't even get ready on, I think it was that s maybe Saturday 
uh, for the wedding. I didn't realize the wedding was coming up right after the assassination. I thought it was still a couple weeks away or episodes away, but here we are. It's the wedding. Um, Pete and his wife are watching on TV. They're getting ready to go. And Pete's like, I don't want to go, you know? It worked the other day. They were like, life went on. You know, they just like... um, He said something earlier. He was like, this guy's the president now. Nope, we didn't vote for him. I thought there was going to be real change. And people at work, they don't care. They just moved on. Some people were saying that he had a lot of enemies. And Harry Crane's trying to figure out what the the money loss will be with all these commercials not airing. He's like, screw it. And uh, I don't want to go. They mean nothing to me. I really think he might be jumping ship to duck. And... His wife was like, you know what? You're right. Don't go. Screw it. She takes her shoes off and they don't go to the wedding. And actually, it was a lot of people. It looks like a lot of people didn't go to the wedding because when uh, we get to the reception, uh, there's a lot of empty tables. And they're like, come on, fill up. Get, um, you know, fill the tables up. Come on, get closer. Everyone move up because a lot of people didn't show up. A lot of people just stayed home because of the major tragic event. Um, He wants to do a toast. And he realizes Jane, his wife's not even there. He goes in the back. A lot of people are watching. Um, they're talking about uh, Lee Harvey Oswald now. And, uh, oh, excuse me. Um, you know, they uh, they were just more focused on that because, and you could see that, you know, Roger was kind of pissed off at his wife, that she wasn't out there to see the toast, that he was going to talk about her a little bit. But he did give a nice toast about his ex-wife. And gave a nice toast to his kid and his and his son-in-law. Um, and then they had the dance. And on the dance floor, oh, at the wedding was uh, Harry Francis. Um, you know, the dude that, that uh, Betty wants to, um, she wants to jump his bones. But she it's like the on-again, off-again flirtatious, um, they kiss here and there. Uh, she's like, oh, of course he's here. Oh, he's with a young woman. Oh, good, it's her, it's the daughter. Um, and... They're dancing, and he's dancing with his daughter, and Betty's dancing with Don. And the daughter's like, why do you keep looking at that woman? He's like, what are you talking about? Um, and Betty's all distraught, or she's all, like, kind of discombobulated because of him there. And Don probably thinks it's all because of President Kennedy. He's like, don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. And he gives her this kiss, and they have a nice kiss. Uh, that kiss will come up again a little bit. And you th- I'm thinking, oh, you know, okay, things seem to be a little better. Um, they've seemed to be back on track. Uh, the, oh, earlier in the episode, the baby was crying and she's like, Oh, I thought you went to work, but nope. Don was there holding the bit little baby. Um, he's like, I've done this before. I thought you'd give you a break. Uh, and, um, I've lost my train of thought, but you know, she, you, so you think things are starting to get a little better. Uh, but the, after the wedding, they're watching the news again, and there's, boop, boop, hello, I'm Lee Harvey Oswald being let out. I'm being let out by a couple of policemen, and oh, it's Jack Ruby, bang! And, you know, then Jack Ruby comes and shoots Lee Harvey Oswald on live television, and she reacts, oh my goodness, which is how probably millions of people reacted um, who watched it live. And she's freaking, she's like, what the hell is going on in the world? And Don's like, he puts his hand on, she's like, really? And she brushes him off and leaves, comes back and says, I'm going for a ride. Um, I, I, I just want to be alone. Well, that's not true. She goes and meets that Harry dude in a parking lot and, uh, they get in the car together and they kiss and he's, he tells a, uh, I know, uh, you know, Betty, uh, I can, you know, I would leave the campaign for you. Uh, I, you know, I, I can make you happy. Uh, I, she's like, 
I want to be with you. She's like, I have three kids. He goes, I will marry you. He's like basically saying, I will marry you. You know, I'm only up on the end of season three. You know, I mean, who knows what's going to wind up with these characters? Um, because I feel like Betty is finally realizing that she doesn't have to be with Don. You know, she's, she knew that divorcee from season one. And if she sees her husband and she's not really happy for him, and it's like, no, stay with Don. But like, wait a second. Like one episode ago, Don was off banging the teacher. I mean, don't, don't forget, Don's a piece of crap. He's a shitty husband. Um, and yet, I, yet you root for him. It's very strange how you feel because you're like, no, Betty, you must love Don. I just want Betty to stop with other guys and Don to stop with other women and just be happy together. But, and then you're like, oh, I can't believe Betty's doing this to Don. Wait a second. Don does this all the time. So you have, you, you can't feel bad. You can't feel bad for Don and you can't blame Betty. You just can't, but you do. Um, but then you don't. And she came home and she's basically like, uh, I don't love you anymore. Um, you've been lying to me for years. You know, I don't, I, you know, you, you, he's like, Betty, you're just upset. He's like, no, I'm not. You kissed me the other day on the dance floor and I didn't feel a thing. And Don's like, I'm going to lie down. He goes, maybe you should lie down. He's like, I'm going to. And he goes upstairs to lie down or he goes upstairs and he, I don't know, John Hammond gets this. He can look mean and confident. And then he gets this look like my world is falling apart. This look on his face. It's just, it's like you get an Emmy just for having that look on your face. Cause it was like, I can't believe, um, you know, this is happening. The last episode, he he kind of um, broke down and told Betty all about his brother, all about his father, all about these things that he's kept from her. And he had he was slunched over on his bed, and she was right there with him. This episode, he gets over. He sits on a chair, almost like in the same exact position, slunched over his head's down. But he's alone this time, and it's like I wonder if that was kind of a double entendre. That double entendre is that the right word? Yeah, I was. I almost said wait. I was getting that mixed up with menage a trois, which is very different. Um, so I don't know if that was kind of a a kind of like a juxtaposition, like showing. Uh, did I just see something where last week he was there, but she was with him? This time he's there and he's alone. Could that be foreshadowing? I don't know. Um, but he got up early the next day, went off to work and kissed the kids. It, it looks like he went on a Sunday because no one was there. Or Monday. I think that was the funeral, so it was the day of mourning. But he decided to go in. He's like, I have to go. And the kids kind of looked at Betty and looked at him. And they, they noticed that there was nothing. They didn't even look at each other. Nothing. Um, they didn't say anything, but the kids definitely noticed. They picked up on it. They had to have. Uh, he goes into work. And he... Um, wait, was this when he sat alone? No, no, no. He goes into work. And he's with... Uh, and see Peggy there. Peggy's, you know, working on stuff, but she's like, I'm going to go watch the, I just had to get out because my apartment was filled with people watching the funeral, get some work done. She's going to watch the funeral in Cooper's office. And he's like, no, I'm not going to. He goes into his office to fix a drink alone. And that's how the, the, uh, the episode ends. Um, you know, I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit, but after the wedding, I want to say Roger put his, uh, drunk, uh, tired sleeping wife on the bed. She's passed out. And who does he call? He calls Joni. Because not only were they, you know, lovers, which is just gross to say, but they really, they connected and she knew how, 
she was more mature. She knew how to talk to him, and he knew how to talk to her, and they just had a playful way about them. Uh, so they talked for a few minutes about how crazy things are, about the daughter, the husband's at the ER, life goes on. He's like, crazy, huh? How you doing? You know, good. I just wanted to talk to you, Red. And it was just like, you almost feel like, oh, they gonna, they should end up back together. That's who Roger should have left his wife for. But um, nope, nope, nope. He went for the younger one who's now asleep in the bed. Um, trying to think what else happened in the episode. You know, Peggy, again, she's working. She was with Duck. I don't think she's leaving Sterling Cooper because she's doing good. But Pete, I have a feeling, might or at least at least might threaten to. Um, you know, Don, I don't know. Last week he told his girlfriend, I'm, you know, I can't do this anymore. He really wants to stick it out with his wife. And now his wife's like, yeah, I think I don't love you anymore and I'm going to move on. Um, we'll see. I mean, there, we have one episode left in this season. Can you believe it? I don't have no idea what episode four is going to bring, but I can't wait to get there. But it's not episode, it's, I mean, season four. Right? We're not going to be there next week. Next week we'll be back with the final episode of season three. And I can't wait to see how it ends. Usually it's with something where Don screws up and realizes, oh, my life is awful. Um, but we shall see. They've kind of, this has been a great season of just subtly setting up the fact that, you know, Don hasn't been a great husband and Betty's really doesn't realize she doesn't have to date, doesn't have to put up with it anymore. Maybe it's, maybe it's now because she realizes, hey, I have other options. I have three kids, but you know what, Don? I can finally say I don't love you. Why? Because I have a guy who does love me. Uh, maybe if that guy wasn't there, she'd still be putting up with it, which is sad, but definitely a possibility. Um, Oh, was there any, oh, the title episode is The Grown-Ups. Uh, and it came kind of came up during the wedding where Roger was talking about, you know, everything that's going on and how the, they're, we're supposed to be the, the adults here and these kids are helping us kind of be, be grown-up. Or He didn't say that, but it was kind of that way. And you realize that the grown-ups are the ones that have to deal with everything going on. You know, the kids are, the little kids were right there for everything. They were there for... Uh, you know, seeing everything that happened to Kennedy. They walked in after the stuff that happened with uh, Oswald. And they were there when the, the Betty and, I mean, Betty and Don just kind of looked at each other and walked off. So the kids are kind of there. We're dealing with all the crap from the grown-ups. I don't know. I'm trying to, I try to make something out of the title. Um, and that's all I could think of. So, my friends, I thank you. I thank you for listening. I thank you for subscribing. I thank you for supporting me. This is great. I, I can't believe I'm almost through three seasons. I haven't missed a Friday yet. No matter how late it is, I haven't missed one yet. And I, and I appreciate it. And I can't wait to do it again next week. Right? Next week. But until then, I have to say thank you. Thank you for subscribing. We're everywhere podcasts can be found. Thank you for following me on Twitter at MadeMenPod. If you don't do that already, what the hell? It's not like I do a lot, but I post every time there's a new show up. And sometimes I post other times, otherwise. But if you could follow me, just, it'd be wonderful. And if you could do me a favor, okay? If you're driving in your car right now, roll down your window. Yes, I didn't say open your window. I said roll down your window because you're in a 1950s car. Roll down your window. Slow down to the nearest stranger and just tell them about my podcast. Um, if you have a friend that you're visiting uh, in the hospital because they broke their lid, Tell them about my podcast. Uh, if you're going on vacation next week, ma next week is Massachusetts vacation. 
Um, let's say you're going to Tennessee or Florida, someplace. Pull aside someone at Disney World um, or at Graceland and say, do you know about the Made Man podcast? And they're going to say no. And then you're going to pull out your phone and show it to them. And you're going to change their lives, which in turn is going to change your life, which in turn is going to change my life. And I appreciate it. I thank you very much. And I thank you for coming along with me on this. Did I miss anything in the episode? I like. I feel like I'm just about to jump out. I feel like I covered just about everything. And a lot happened. A lot. Yeah, I think I'm good. If I miss something, follow me on Twitter and tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Uh, yeah, I'm talking gibberish now. Thank you very much for coming along with me on this journey as I strive to become a made man. Go Bruins, go Celtics. Fans not experts.